This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. But because this was in a, uh, you know, not an area that, uh, you know, is highly trafficked, but not, wasn't necessarily covered by cameras all that well, you know, it's an area that a decent amount of people had access to. It just makes that investigation a little bit difficult. So, you know, this could all end without, um, you know, necessarily anyone being named as the person who was responsible for bringing that bag of cocaine to the White House. Ah, uh, yes, the BS story that made its way around the world before uh, some of us had uh, put it to rest. The news media told us the bag of cocaine at the White House was found in the, found in the library. It was found in the library. The White House library. Oh, an area where everybody, honestly, you know, homeless people are tramping through there all day long. Kids are riding their bicycles through there. Honestly, garbage trucks drive right through the door. It's so open to the public, it could have been anybody, which was all a lie as well. The White House tour doesn't go into the library. It might walk by the door, but that's going to be it. And they've been lying to us about this cocaine from the very beginning. It was never what it appeared to be, what they told us it was, because they've become so comfortable lying to us. How comfortable? Well, even when the truth would suffice, they choose the lie. In fact, very often the truth would would work better, and they choose the lie anyway. But at least uh, Joe Biden's going to send cluster bombs to Ukraine in violation of international treaty and might be accused of war crimes, but that's okay. War criminal Joe. <laughs> I got another. I would like to see President Trump and the Trump campaign and pretty much every other campaign uh, jump on this, even Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Uh, ought to jump on this and start pointing the finger at Joe Biden and calling him a war criminal because that'll be fun. And uh, it's politics, you know, it's it's how these things go. But the initial reports, the initial reports, I like to say initial reports are always wrong because uh, initial reports are almost always wrong. And the initial reports out of the White House that the cocaine had been found in the library and then the news media lied to us and the White House lied to us that uh, the cocaine was found in an area where it's just tramped through by strangers who wander into the White House and uh, looking for sandwiches and stuff, and the tours and the press. Uh, That was all fake. We had that John Miller guy. We played that John Miller guy from CNN who was talking to um, Jake Tapper, and he was telling us, oh, this is an area where practically everybody can go, everybody in the press and everybody uh, in the tour groups. Who doesn't go there, honestly? It's where you put your cell phone in a locker, which members of the press don't do when they go into the White House. They want their cell phones, but uh, never mind that. So that's uh, John Miller, former law enforcement guy, was on with Jake Tapper and on uh, CNN. And Jake Tapper is a for- former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer who dated Monica Lewinsky once. And... Uh, <laughs> And he had this John Miller guy. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah, it could be the press, could be tour groups. 
No, it was in the library. No, none of it was true. None of it was ever true. So that could be a staffer. That could be a member of the press who was there for a specific interview with someone on that side of the West Wing. And, uh, yeah, it could be someone who was there for an interview with someone specifically in the West Wing because they were escorted. And now it turns out that uh, late in the day, NBC fake news yesterday, a Democrat Party front group, uh, actually uh, reported that, oh, no, 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 that's not where it was found. It wasn't found in the library. And I just uh, explained why the story about the library. And it's actually a pretty good, uh, um, it's anatomy of a fake headline. It, it'd, be, it'd be good to use in journalism school if we still had any journalism schools in the United States of America. Because the D.C. Metropolitan Fire Department hazmat hazardous materials team came into the White House as they might when a suspicious white powder is found. They have a device called the Gemini device. It's a handheld device. It's an electronic device. Looks like it might be a navigation device or a BlackBerry or something like that. And they uh, take a little sample of the white powder, and the small Gemini device analyzes the white powder. And then it determines, based on the library that it has inside the device built into the device, and, and we're posting because my friend James Rosen of Newsmax gave me um, photographs last night. We were texting back and forth of the Gemini device, which shows that it has a library as one of the programs there. <clears throat> and the uh, D.C. Fire Department hazmat uh, team, they, um, they, have the, they analyzed it and they said, well, the library shows cocaine, test positive for cocaine, the library... And then, uh, naturally, it's not really a a terrible crime on the part of the journalist when they heard the Daily Mail got a hold of the audio from the D.C. Fire Department uh, from the two-way radios, uh, which can be eavesdropped on. Secret Service radios cannot be eavesdropped on. And and they recorded the Daily Mail, did the uh, D.C. Fire Department. They said, library, cocaine. So everybody said, okay, cocaine was found in the library, right? Um, You know, Colonel Hunter in the library with a golden spoon and a, uh, and a straw. It was the game of Clue, and everybody was playing the game of Clue. And said, so, well, here's the D.C. Fire Department, authoritative, saying library, saying cocaine. We know it's cocaine. We know it's found in the library. Well, no, not exactly. Because we learned yesterday that uh, not only was it not found in the library, but it was found in a highly secure area, a highly secure area. In fact, NBC Fake News was handed the story by somebody there because they keep changing their story. But now it turns out that the uh, cocaine was found near the entrance where some vehicles, like the vice president's limo, is parked. Uh, And it's one floor below the main West Wing offices, the Oval Office and so on. On the same floor as the Situation Room, where the highly classified uh, briefings take place, where... Barack Obama was in his golf clothes the day that uh, Osama bin Laden was killed. He was looking real nervous because he had to watch something on TV that might hurt his political career. And uh, also where the White House mess, which is run, I believe, by the United States Navy, uh, doing the food for White House staff. It's called the White House mess. It's a military term for a place you go to eat, right? And uh, White House mess is down there, and the Situation Room is down there. And the tour doesn't go there, and the press doesn't go there. Only senior staff go there. Only very senior staff have access to the the floor below the Oval Office where the Situation Room is. 
and uh, not everybody can get there. And there's the bag of cocaine. Now, no tour groups, no members of the press. So all the stories they put out were BS. And now you've narrowed down very significantly the field of suspects, right? And uh, it was, according to accounts, a uh, small Ziploc bag, Ziploc bag, plastic bag, might be easy to get fingerprints off of, right? And White House staff members with White House hard passes, uh, the, you know, the photo ID they hang around their necks on chains or lanyards, um, they all submit their fingerprints. So if it's a White House staffer, they already know who it is. They've, they've got cameras up the yin-yang down there. Every square inch is covered 24 hours a day. So uh, they know who's in and out of there, no problem. Lickety-split, easy as pie. And, and then they've got the bag. So you can, you can check the bag for fingerprints and compare against all the White House staff and government officials that have submitted fingerprints for various reasons. Um, and... Uh, uh, so we got that. But uh, but a big part of the story here is, is that we were fed a line of BS for days by the White House, and the press made mistakes. And I'm not going to uh, uh, you know beat them up too much for this, because the recording said the word library and said the word cocaine, and nobody was familiar with the Gemini device until James Rosen at Newsmax uh, got onto that. And... Um, and he shared that with me and shared the photographs of the Gemini device showing the library and the Gemini device. And uh, we, Kevin, is posting the, the photographs and the posting the photographs and the audio from the D.C. Fire Department. So uh, it will be on the record and out there in the public in one place. We'll post it on Facebook, right? It's going to be on Facebook because there's a certain amount. And then all the headlines said cocaine found in library. We will provide you with all the background that explains why the news media said that the cocaine was found in the library when, in fact, it was not found in the library. We're going to post the recording from the D.C. Fire Department hazardous materials crew. We're going to post the photographs that James Rosen gave me of the Gemini device showing that the library, uh, and that will explain everything. And then the headlines, of course, saying cocaine found in library, and it all turned out to be wrong there was cocaine found, but it was down by the Situation Room. And it wasn't any place where tourists go uh, or where the press goes. press doesn't go to the library either, by the way. But never mind all that. Okay, so we got that going for us. And that's that. I think that, I think that is that, as a matter of fact. So we got that going for us. Now, there is a, uh, there is a movie that is out in theaters that I want to talk about. We've got... You know, the baseball all-star game, Major League Baseball all-star game is going to be played in Seattle. And uh, now they're throwing all the homeless people into wood chippers, which makes a mulch. And that's good for your garden. And uh, I'm going to get to that today. And radical left-wingers are planning on disrupting the game uh, just for the fans and uh, stuff. And it's kind of interesting. Who I think Randy said, well, uh, Major League Baseball and Seattle deserve this. Right. But what did I tell you about this? They're clearing out all the homeless people and the, and the drug encampments and stuff for the Major League Baseball game. Not for the people of Seattle who live there all year and pay their taxes, but just for Major League Baseball's All-Star game. I'll get into that as well. But let's talk about the movie The Sound of Freedom. The Sound of Freedom. How the faith-based thriller Sound of Freedom knocked out Indiana Jones at the box office. Isn't this amazing? Yahoo Entertainment. 
Sound of Freedom scored an Independence Day upset over Indiana Jones. Truly amazing. Now, the movie, The Sound of Freedom, is about uh, global, including in the United States, child human trafficking and sex trafficking. And I want to uh, share some pieces, and I would highly recommend going to see the, uh, the film. Type the word Sound of Freedom into Twitter. Uh, decent people who wish to live good, happy lives should under no circumstance actually do this, it uh, says in this, because uh, the uh, it's funny, the, the uh, left-wingers uh, at um, a, British, a British newspaper, The Guardian, they've got an attack piece on the movie. Sound of Freedom, colon, the QAnon-adjacent thriller seducing America. Uh, and they're attacking QAnon, it's not QAnon, you know, conspiracy theory. But it's adjacent. It's next door, um, and uh, and uh, so they're attacking the uh, the movie because it tells the truth about human trafficking. And we know that the Democrats are the party of of sexualizing children, and they're fine with slavery in China. In fact, according to anti-slavery groups, there are more slaves on the planet Earth right now. People in bondage today than there were in 1860. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. You think the uh, Joe Biden ever says that to his son? <laughs> to his son, Hunter. And I've got audio for you. I want to share more on this uh, movie that is in theaters and that everyone should see uh, to support the right kinds of movies, to show Hollywood that, uh, you know, uh, as if they didn't know how corrupt they are. But we'll get into that. You know, CBD is everywhere, right? You know, CBDs, they're putting CBDs in everything. Well, my friends at Generic CBD have infused CBDs into their number one selling deep penetrating muscle and joint cream. And let me tell you something. The stuff is really amazing. It melts right into your knees, your elbows, your shoulders, your back, especially those stiff hands and fingers. It goes to work in seconds. Plus, it's a fantastic moisturizer. Ask anybody that that has it. It's amazing. And the company is called genericcbd.com. You've heard me talk about them before. They sell premium CBD products for a lot less, saving you lots of hard-earned cash. And right now, you can try their muscle and joint cream absolutely free. It's free. Just pay $2.95 to help with shipping and handling. Uh, But don't worry. It's not a subscription or anything like that. No strings attached. They just want you to try it for free because they know that you're going to love it and you're going to come back and want more. So get your free sample at genericcbd.com. That's G-E-N-E-R-I-C-C-B-D.com, genericcbd.com. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Yeah, the, uh, the sound of freedom. Um, Hollywood rejected it. Netflix rejected it. You know, the people that paid the Obamas $50 million. I said $40 million earlier. Seton Motley corrected me. Turns out it's $50 million they paid the Obamas for nothing. They had buy another oceanfront mansion in Hawaii or something for doing nothing. It's good to be a Democrat, isn't it? I've, uh, I've got um, one of the producers and stars of the movie coming up. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. 
Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, uh, the actor Jim Caviezel is a out-of-the-closet conservative, and he played Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ, and he stars in the new movie Sound of Freedom, which... Um, is about um, child human trafficking, about human trafficking, and about child sex slavery, and so on. And Eduardo Verascugli is uh, is one of the uh, actors in the movie, and I, I believe he's a producer of the movie as well. He's uh, from Mexico, and and he is uh, a Catholic, and um, he he's uh, an important part of this motion picture. He was on early this morning on the Fox News Channel talking about the movie and um, and some of the difficulties there, but some of the difficulties. But here's what they're attempting to expose that's being attacked by the mainstream news media. We're talking about millions of children that are kidnapped for sexual exploitation in the world. And these kids are being raped 10 to 15 times a day for many years. And after that, they open them and sell their organs. So we don't we don't want that for the children. We don't want that for the children. I think that's true. Uh, millions um, trafficked, kidnapped, sexual exploitation, raped. Uh, and then uh, later, uh, he talks about them uh, being sold, basically, for their organs. Now, who is it that uh, says, let's not be critical of people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old? Who is it that sexualizing kindergarten kids and the transgender agenda? It, oh, it's the Democratic Party. That's, that's who it is. It's the Democratic Party. We don't call them child molesters and pedophiles. We call them minor attracted persons. We're not going to call them that. We're going to call them maps. No. Minor attracted persons. No. So don't judge people just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old. See, that's the Democratic Party. And also the Democratic Party, as we know, they harvest the organs of uh, millions of aborted uh, fetuses, including 40% of the black population. Here is Eduardo Verastigui, who is... Um, involved in the movie on every level. There's a lot of people that don't know that this is real. They think that this is too far from them. It's happening next door, behind your house. And the more people, if more people know about this problem, so there's no excuse anymore to say, oh, I didn't know. Well, now you know. What are you going to do? Well, now you know. What are you going to do? And the movie exposes this, and it's a dramatic film, and it's uh, and it's sold artfully, and it was made for, uh, I think, $15 million, and it's and it had a bigger... Fourth of July weekend, then Indiana Jones, which I think was made for $300 million. And Hollywood took a pass. Wait till you hear. Uh, maybe the Obamas were involved in the decision at Netflix. Wait till you hear who took a pass on this movie.
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. So the movie is about child sexual exploitation, about human trafficking, uh, about our open border, about what's going on in American cities and American towns and around the world, and uh, talking about uh, children being sexually exploited. The Democrat Party is the party of sexual exploitation of children and of adults, for that matter, in the United States of America. Sexual deviancy, the party of sexual deviancy, they're the ones that demand... Uh, transgender twerking in the face of your kindergartner because uh, there is something wrong with them. That's uh, that's the thing. And they're the ones that have high school teachers tell high school students who are appalled, no, we don't call them child molesters or pedophiles. We call them minor attracted persons. We call them maps. And don't be critical of someone just because they want to have sex with a five-year-old being taught in high schools Why? Because of Democrats. That's the tragic one-word answer, Democrats. And uh, furthermore, they they do, I I point out because it's true, that the abortion industry, and it's a major multi-billion dollar industry, and it does exterminate 40% of the black population in the United States of America, the Democrat Party, the party of slavery and plantations, are in charge of that extermination, might be called a genocide, but uh, the Democrats support it. They give out trophies with Margaret Sanger's name on the trophy, founder of Planned Parenthood. Hillary Clinton has been given a Margaret Sanger Award. Hanoi Jane Fonda has been given a Margaret Sanger Award. She's the one that said that COVID is God's gift to the left and then giggled Hanoi Jane. She's not exactly on the side of civilization either. Um, And uh, remarkable, remarkable stuff. So... It's a uh, horrible story that they're telling. And again, they produced the movie telling the truth about this, the terrible truth. And uh, they were turned down again and again. And you may recall that Netflix paid. It's not like they hired the Obamas. They just paid the Obamas $50 million because they wanted to hang out with them, the people who had the money, and, and get a photo op with them, maybe get invited to their house or something. And that's it. Figured fifty million was a pretty good price, but let's get back to uh, to Eduardo, Eduardo Verastigi, and uh, Eduardo Verastigi, a Mexican actor who is in the film and a producer and a Catholic, and he talked about the millions of kids being trafficked worldwide and the sexual abuse, and how in the end they're actually, in many instances, harvesting the organs. Now the Chinese communists harvest the organs of Uyghurs that they've thrown into gulags, part of their slave system that the world doesn't seem to mind too much about, that Hollywood doesn't care. They're, they're changing the Barbie movie because the Chinese Communist Party told them to change the Barbie movie uh, so that they can show it in theaters in China. And it's not like they're standing on principle or anything. Well, the principle is they want to make a lot of money and, you know, buy a yacht. How many yachts can you water ski behind? Eduardo Verastigi on, uh, gosh, we made the movie. But Hollywood didn't want it. 
and uh, including the organization that Barack and Michelle Obama allegedly work for and were paid lots of money by. I made this film five years ago. For three years, everyone passed. Netflix, Amazon, everybody said, this is not for us, this is not for us, this is not for us. Until finally, I was praying for an angel to come and rescue this film, and Angel Studios came. And because of them now, millions of people are watching this film, as you said, at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, when they leave the theater, they, you know, they're crying, they're, they're, they're touched, they, they want to become ambassadors of freedom. And my goal as a filmmaker is that when people see the movie, they will ask the same question that I asked myself eight years ago. What can I do? Because now that you know it, if you do nothing, then that's sad. Then you're part of the problem. Then you're part of the problem. Now, uh, the movie is in theaters all over the place, in Georgetown, in Washington, and uh, all over the place. Uh, and uh, you can go see the movie and you can support the movie, which you want to do as an American and as someone that cares about children and human life and human decency and so on. Uh, and it is quite amazing that the uh, it, it shocked the Hollywood gang that the sound of freedom kicked out Indiana Jones at the box office over the 4th of July weekend, uh, selling more tickets, taking in more money than Indiana Jones. And, it, and it's gotten so much hype the Indiana Jones movie. And this movie's gotten no hype at all. And and that means that the market is there. Hollywood always says there is no market for it. They lie. Uh, the Barack Obama, Michelle Obama, Netflix said, no, that's not for us uh, because they're not pro-life, right? They're pro-death. And uh, when it comes to child sex trafficking, well, if, you know, if, let's see, who's the party of child sex and child sex trafficking in the United States? Uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. The uh, uh, Bill Clinton on uh, on Jeffrey Epstein's airplane, Jeffrey Epstein's private island, the underage girls, the child sex trafficking, the money changing hands. Uh, who's that? Which party is that again? Uh, Harvey Weinstein in Hollywood, the child sex abuse. The who gave the standing ovation to Roman Polanski, who drugged, drugged and raped a thirteen year old girl repeatedly in Jack Nicholson's hot tub. Hot tub. And, uh, you know, which, which party is that again? Oh, that's the Democratic Party. That's who that is. And uh, uh, sexualizing children at younger and younger ages. Which, which party is that again? And then the organ harvest. Pay no attention to that. Uh, that's ongoing as well. So in any case, I do want to say that everyone should go see The Sound of Freedom for every reason to be well-informed on this important issue and to support uh, people that take on these very important human issues and global issues and national issues, because it does go on in the United States, as Ed- uh, Eduardo explained. And um, boy, oh boy, that's uh, that's the thing. It's it is a big. I'm sorry to you know it's a grim topic. I understand, but it's an important topic at the same time. And when people like Eduardo uh, Verastugi and uh, and his, uh, his friends make the movie, and they try to get it on the air uh, from, it, it's, uh, you know, Amazon have, has a platform. And uh, who, who owns that again? Oh, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, who's a big Democrat, and they wouldn't take it. And Netflix, a big left-wing outfit, and, and Brock and Michelle Obama are there, and they wouldn't take it, and they wouldn't air it. Uh, and Hollywood said, no, 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 there's no market for this. And then they finally get it into theaters, and a much smaller number of theaters, by the way, than Indiana Jones. And it blows away Indiana Jones on a holiday weekend, 4th of July weekend, uh, 
which just once again, as though it needs to be proved again and again, proves that Hollywood is a bunch of left-wing propagandists and liars who are fine with communist China, but are anti-life, pro-death, pro-child sex trafficking, and wouldn't lift a finger for humanity uh, because, you know, they're the left. They're not liberals. They're the left. So we got that going for us. All right. I've also got uh, Kamala Harris. You know, the cocaine was found near where she goes into the, into the White House, as it turns out. Not where they told us at all. Um, but we've got, we got that for you, too. And Joe Biden, uh, aspiring war criminal. Cluster bombs for Ukraine. No problem. Uh, let's go to the uh, telephones, Michael. Let's go to uh, Roger calling from Manassas Park, Virginia. Roger Dodger, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, how you doing, man? Long time listener. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I was just I was just sitting here wondering, um, you know, the, the trafficking film and stuff like that. How how did the Biden administration lose eighty five thousand children? That's how a the media ain't talking about that. They uh, they just yeah. they just uh, forgot where they put them. Um, tens of th- tens of thousands of children disappear from time to time if you leave the Democrats in charge. Uh, and, and you're right. And that that story just kind of fell by the boards, didn't it? Uh, and that was the number. Eighty five thousand um, illegal. We're talking about uh, illegal border crossers and illegal aliens. And the Biden administration was in charge of doing something with the children. And instead, they misplaced them. Um, and, you know, Roger, uh, why do you think that is? They're, they're unaccounted for, these children, tens of thousands of children. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know where they've been or who they're vetted with. They don't even vet the, uh, the people who are taking these children. So that's where they're doing all that, that awful stuff to the children. Well, the, you know? the New York Post covered the story um, April 28th of 2023 of this year. Republican senators want feds to explain losing 85,000 migrant kids. And they said, oh, we sent them to homes. We sent them uh, places. You know, don't worry about them. Yeah. It's like, wow, you're talking about 85,000 human lives. You know, it's they just put them wherever. Yeah, that's exactly right. They put them wherever. But when you're a Democrat, none of this matters. Send, send, you know, they should have the kids deliver the cluster munitions to Ukraine. Right. I think that'd be that's good. They could have them play yeah. with the bomblets and throw them back and forth with uh, with new baseball mitts and have a photo op or something. <laughs> um, but I love your show, man, and thank you for taking my call. And I listen to you every day, man. I love them. Long time listening. Thank you, Roger. And thanks for the reminder, because that's important. And, and back to the New York Post piece, a pair of Republican senators are demanding the federal government, federal officials account for how they reportedly lost track of 85,000 migrant children over the past two years. The clamor comes from Senators Marsha Blackburn, Republican Tennessee, and Josh Hawley, Republican Missouri. The Democrats don't care. Comes on the heels of a February New York Times report that uh, said that the Department of Health and Human Services had been unable to contact thousands of unaccompanied minors who were placed with sponsors after crossing the border, raising fears that they had been trafficked for cheap labor. 
and other things. So the New York Times reported the story initially, and then, you know, it's a one-day story, and they just move on, right? That's, uh, that's your Democrat Party and the news media, but I repeat myself. So we've got, we've got that going, the sound of freedom. Now, let's get to the, uh, the uh, baseball all-star game coming up in Seattle, Washington, a once great American city, now a tragic, terrible loss to Western civilization because what's the explanation again, Michael? Democrats. Democrats. It's the one-word explanation once again. Um, there is a great uh, talk show host out there, Jason Rantz, Jason Rantz, R-A-N-T-Z. He's fun, uh, and he writes articles as well for uh, KTTH, uh, the conservative talk radio station. Seattle cleans up the city for Major League Baseball All-Star Week, comma, not for us. And that is a great headline, and Jason writes, Seattle neighborhoods of downtown Sodo, a neighborhood called Sodo, where the baseball park is. And Pioneer Square are finally getting cleaned up. Too bad the city cares more about Major League Baseball's All-Star Week than it does about taxpayers. And it's not all good news. Suddenly the area is looking livable and business-friendly again. The homeless are being cleared away. Sidewalks are being cleaned. RVs are being moved. And art is popping up uh, uh, to beautify the neighborhoods. It's like they've got murals. They're painting murals in these neighborhoods where junkies are sleeping on the sidewalk. and so It's like a Potemkin village, a, a false facade, a false front. The criminal element is being displaced as well. The city is looking the way it should look in a city that cares about its residents. But left-wing Democrats run the city, and they don't care about the residents and the taxpayers. They, they just run every place into the ground, right? Turn them into work-free drug places where, where criminals run free and good men die like dogs. But the sudden interest in revitalizing Seattle has little to do with demands from taxpayers or visitors, and it's insulting, Jason writes. So it's uh, great stuff. Now, the uh, left-wing radical mayor, Bruce Harwell, ordered the escalation of cleanups in Seattle because the city will be under a spotlight for the Major League Baseball All-Star Week from July 7th, that's today, through July 11th. The uh, Democrat administration is careful not to put in writing any evidence that the sole reason for the cleanups is All-Star Week. But the city is actively cleaning up Sodo, the Sodo neighborhood, uh, Pioneer Square, and downtown this week. While they have been discreetly removing encampments in Sodo for months, there has been a clear increase, increase in activity there. Now let's go to the nice lady who is a uh, podcaster from Seattle. And she is, I, I saw her on the television earlier this morning, and I liked her very much, Brandy Cruz, Brandy Cruz, Brandy with an I and K-R-U-S-E, talking about what's going on there, the cleanup for uh, baseball for the All-Star game. But they don't care about the people of Seattle or the visitors or the fact that they've destroyed one of the world's great cities. Here's Brandy Cruz. The worst aspects of Seattle's open-air drug uh, epidemic and the um, crime and the homelessness is in the areas where fans are most likely to be. And that's one of the most problematic parts of this. It's uh, the open-air drug market is worse. Uh, the worst place is about a block from Pike Place Market. So obviously fans are going to be downtown uh, wanting to experience 
experience the market. And so that's problematic. And then a lot of the homeless encampments and uh, derelict RVs that get parked up and down the roadways, and the alleyways, that is down in Soto, which is the stadium district where the game is going to be. And uh, she says, hey, but, you know, uh, gosh, the uh, you, you think this is going to last or are they just doing it for a week Then all the junkies and crazy mentally ill homeless people and the beat up 50-year-old Winnebago's are going to come back. I predicted this a couple months ago, that they would come in a few weeks beforehand. They would sweep everything out, at least temporarily. They would have more of a police presence downtown, so you didn't have the blatant open-air drug use and the selling of stolen merchandise in street bazaars. And we are starting to see that happen now that we're just days away. How to make Seattle into a third-world city. Give it to Democrats. Here's Brandy. I don't blame businesses for wanting things to be cleaned up for the first opportunity to have legitimate foot traffic in and out of their stores that isn't people coming in there to steal things. Because Democrats have made stealing things from businesses legal. Uh, They won't prosecute it, $950, $1,000, don't worry about it. But, uh, gosh, why why didn't they do this before? The question is, you put all this effort in for a baseball game. Can we keep it that way? Um, And clearly, what the last couple weeks has shown is that they can, if they want to, find the political will to do these things. Uh, So if they can do it for a baseball game, can you do it for our economy? Please. Can you do it to D.C.? Can you do it to Chicago? Can you do it to New York? So... Former Marines don't have to wrestle the crazy people to the ground on the subway when they're threatening to murder everybody. But wait, there is more because crazy left-wing radicals are organizing an assault on the All-Star game. I've got that coming up. Do you remember months ago when Joe Biden said that he would visit East Palestine, Ohio, after that train catastrophe there? Well, he hasn't, nor will he. He was, uh, what's the word, Michael? Lying. He was lying again. Yeah, he said, uh, he's going to be there. He's going to visit. At some point, he said at some point. Well, uh, this afternoon, he's leaving for one of his many homes, his Rehoboth Beach home, oceanfront Rehoboth Beach. And uh, maybe he's going to look for classified documents or or little packets of cocaine. What else could he look for? Uh, illegitimate grandchildren look under the couch and things like that. Uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, so he's not going to East Palestine, but he is going to the beach again. He needs a lot of vacation because, you know, you know how he is. Uh, also, I've got a poll I want to share with you on uh, what we think about old presidents. We've got that coming up. But back to the All-Star game, because the Daily Caller has the story. I had a different story on this yesterday, but they gave me too much crazy yesterday, so I didn't get to it. Um, uh, they have the F word. It begins with the F word. Beep! Their day up. Uh, that's the, the call from the protesters. They're Democrats. Activists plot to fill neighborhood and the parking lot at the All-Star game with homeless people ahead of the Major League Baseball All-Star game. And uh, this is the Daily Caller. Laura, Laurel Duggan has the story, and it's a very good story. Activists in Seattle, crazy radical left-wing activists, are attempting to throw a wrench into the city's efforts to clean up the homeless encampments ahead of the upcoming Major League Baseball All-Star Game by planning an RV park-in, according to Flyer, obtained by Como TV. Um, and they've, it's full of curse words. I have the flyer in front of me. 
and they're planning on really screwing up the All-Star game. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.